0: Lead Time is a 20-minute dose of leadership insights and interviews from Pastors Tim and Jake. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. Welcome to Lead Time.
1: Welcome to Lead Time. This is Tim Allman. Yeah, this is Jake Bessling. Welcome to Lead Time. We are pumped to have you. This is episode one. We are hoping to produce one episode per week. Uh, Shout out to Todd Freeman, our Tech AV crew, helping to get this set up. And we are pumped. Here are the two reasons why we're going to be doing this. We're shooting on Mondays, recording on Mondays most of the time. Two reasons. One is uh, Pastor Jake and I love, and we're just going to be Jake and Tim on here. Jake and Tim, Tim and Jake. We love to preach, proclaim God's word, but on Sundays, there's only really a few Fifteen to 25-minute window, and we are going off the playbook, the leadership playbook, which is God's Bible, uh, the Holy Scriptures, but then there's a lot of other first-article realities you've heard us talk about, just leadership principles that we would love to talk about, and so along those lines, we want to invite people from the Phoenix area, wider Lutheran community, and leaders even outside of the Lutheran community, maybe in the business world as well, and learn from them. Leaders are learners, and leaders, Jake, ask, Ask good questions. Questions. Talking to my kids the other day in the pool, we want to ask good questions. Why do you ask questions, Jake? It's because Are you you talking to me or the kids? When you ask questions of another person, uh, one, they're valued, and two, you learn. And that's it. We want to learn from one another. We want to value one another. So we're going to be bringing in some good hosts today, though. We're just talking about uh, Jake and myself, a little bit of our story. Um,
0: Yeah. And I bet early on in our ministry, you know, we probably didn't ask necessarily. And maybe you haven't either those same questions. So we're going to look back today as we start this podcast off and have 10 tips we would tell our younger selves. So going back 10 years. Um, Tim, how old are you? Dear
1: younger me, yeah, you know that song yeah. by Mercy yeah. Me. That's kind of the the template today.
0: How old are I'm? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. So Tim, at twenty seven, what would that look like to tell your younger self? I'm thirty five. And so telling myself at 25 uh, bits of information we would love to have known. So, Tim, kick us off and tell us a bit about your leadership background, though, before we begin.
1: Yeah, sports have been a big deal for me. Football, basketball, baseball, grown up on team. Team is like a huge value for me. Married to my wife, Alexa, for the past 14 years. Three kids, 11, 10, and 9. Girl, boy, girl, Adeline, Malachi, and their They're loving life in our school here at Christ Greenfield. Life is good. Uh, third generation Lutheran pastor. Grandpa was in the Denver area for some time. My dad's been in the ministry a couple years from retirement. Now praying he finishes strong. My father-in-law is also, I got pastors all over my family. Father-in-law, also a pastor, was a vicar. This is a story for another day. A vicar under him in Winter Haven, Florida. Uh, learned a lot. Was at Bethlehem Lutheran Church in School for five years. Started a ministry called The Table. I developed a love and care for the lease and uh, the lost of these. And really, really saw team in in action there at uh, the table. All lay leaders giving over of their very lives uh, to transform the community and then have been here at Christ Greenfield. And Jesus is just moving in mighty, mighty ways uh, at Christ Greenfield. So can't wait to share stories about what God's doing here and in other places. Jake, tell us a little bit about your story.
0: You bet. That was awesome. I grew up in Houston, Texas, and I'm just thinking about my history with my parents, dad and mom, Lutheran Christians and um, Christianity was always in the home always teaching us about Jesus. So um, education then is a big, big part of Christian education. Um, that all people that would want to receive that could receive it. So I went to Lutheran school third grade. I went kicking and screaming. Actually, I loved the public school. They had the best jokes. People told good jokes <laughs> there, and then it was great at uh, reunions. Uh, and the aunts loved it. But third grade all the way through Concordia University in Irvine went through uh, Lutheran education. But my parents early, early on just really taught me to work hard. Mm. Uh, my dad worked at the same place case tractor dealership for 32 years. And so just to see it was adaptability through change. Cool. And so how can we adapt as leaders through that change and be hard workers through that uh, to adapt to that change? Been here um, 13 years at Christ Greenfield serving from an intern as a youth minister, director of Christian education, all the way through now being a pastor, uh, been married to Nicolette for 10 years. And we have three wonderful, smart and sometimes whacked out children, Francesca, Penelope and Benjamin. So looking forward to this lead time with all of you. So when we were younger. Um, we were not always that smart, were we, Tim? Nope. Um, we did silly stuff. We might worry too much. We worried about silly stuff. We, we certainly have not arrived, uh, but we are maturing. So that's yes. really good. So, Tim, what would you tell your 26, 27-year-old self starting out as a
1: leader? You get five tips, and I'm going to take five as well. Dear younger Timmy, everything rises and falls on Jesus. Jesus has to be at the heart and center of, of everything. And I know this sounds like something, a pat answer you would find from a pastor, but it really is, is core for me. We get to be a part of telling, in word and deed, the greatest story of all time. That God so dearly loved the world that he sent Jesus uh, to live, die, rise again, to offer us hope and a future. Jesus is absolutely legit, little Timmy. Mm-hmm. Lean into uh, le- the legitness of Jesus. So that is obviously the foundation for who we are and not just to see Jesus as Savior, but to then to start look at the scriptures and say Jesus is also a model. So look and dig into the word of God and see how Jesus is the model leader, the model leader started the greatest movement of all time. Time, and we are beneficiaries of that incredible movement and dear younger timmy never use the word beneficiary so don't use that again yeah okay never Sounds again on this good. podcast never again so what's your number one tip moving on i know that's your foundation too the legitness of jesus i mean you start with jesus how can i top that Yeah.
0: you know well i guess the opposite
1: of jesus all right he's
0: perfect the opposite of that uh, would definitely be failure so my my number 2 here would be fail forward failure is not fatal. I mean, when I started ministry life, I didn't want to fail, right? I wanted to be perfect. You kind of put on this facade on the outside. Like I look good. I feel good. I perform perfectly. Right. Um, there's part of that from hitch by the way. Um, but you soon realize the lead of that movie reference that failure is inevitable, right? Deciding what you will do, um, as a leader though, when you fail separates leaders that move forward wisely and humbly, I mean, versus leaders that have failure capsize their heart, uh, Jesus was leading people that failed all the time. I and mean, you look That's at right. Peter, I mean, Peter failed miserably denying Jesus, right? Walking on water, but then falling. And yet, um, he made a choice. And with his, his boss, Jesus, empowering him, he then, um, helped move the multiplication of the church from Jerusalem to ends the earth. What a, what a great guy. I went into a, I mean, early on in youth ministry, I went into a meeting to do a big proposal and I did not have all of the questions I needed to answered nope. before I went into that meeting. And I just got, there's a lot of words I could use right now, but are not appropriate. I just walked out like sulking and just I was like, "Ah, oh, this I've failed miserably. But I'm I had trying people, to figure
1: out what those words Oh, were, it, was, okay. it was tough. Yeah. yeah, sulking, you had people that. that yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just
0: bad. And people um, came alongside of me, though, and said, hey, fell fail forward. Failure's not fatal. And so they coached me through that. Um, and you can do the same. So I would say advice out there to all of you leaders is to test a lot of different things Mm -hmm. before you go over and beyond and go into like a big program test at a low cost, low risk. You can save yourself from even failing, then and try something out. And then if it does fail, fail forward. Failure is not fatal. And then
1: my number two tip is be a balanced leader. Too often I see that leaders move into either control or complacency. Those are two extremes. I got to control everything. And here's what control says. If I don't do it the way I do it and, and someone else may well on the one end and um, not do it the right way. Or if I give authority away and responsibility away, they may do it in a way that is better and diminishes my character and value Uh, too many leaders are too far in that extreme of control or on the other hand, they become complacent and lazy. I have heard from pastors and this is just because we speak from a pastoral perspective, that word and sacrament, this is what I do. I just do word and sacrament. And sometimes uh, people say, do you guys work more than Sunday? No, I just show up and I preach and I I give out the sacrament. We work way more than just on all the time. This is work right now. Exactly. This is not really It's (laughs) a lot of fun. So we give our lives away. um, And What moves us is actually going to be my next point is team. It moves you to the balanced place. We want to resist control, resist complacency and move into your one part of a big team. All right. Your second point.
0: Yeah, you're going to get into team as well. Uh, My second point is I don't know it all. Right. Clearly, I don't know it all, but I need to know how to speak about it, about certain things as a cultural architect, a cultural storyteller of an organization working with you, Tim, working with our our leaders here. Um, I learn what I love best. I learn what my giftedness is. And as we work in a team, we learn other people's giftedness. And sometimes they're going to share stuff that's so complicated that I don't honestly care about. I don't want to study it. There's some detail oriented things. And I'm like, I just don't even want to be in this meeting. But for the sensitivity, of that leader um, to move the needle forward the mission of Jesus I need to know at least how to speak about it mm. and support it so I mean we were in a meeting um, just this morning and um, one of our leaders Jack Caliber, who you're going to hear from next week we're going to interview him talks about SEOs search engine <laughs> optimization I know we need it. I know that, you know, our brand needs to move forward in our organization to move to the top of the food chain and Google. And there's certain ways to get better SEO than others. But I don't really care about knowing all the details, but I need to know how to speak about it. So my as a 24 year old, I would have said that's his job. I don't care about this, but I need to know at least a little bit of the language. I don't need to know it all, but know how to speak it. Um, so that it would move the mission and vision forward.
1: Yeah, that's really, really good. You know, the word expert, I'm trying to remove expert out of my vocabulary because it yeah. says that you've actually arrived. Arrive. We haven't arrived. We never arrive. We may have a little bit more information mm-hmm. in one uh, area of our life, but humility says if I know something about something, there's so many other things, like you said, that I don't know anything about I, I got to learn. Yep, and, gotta therefore, learn. it moves us to little Timmy. You uh, Point number five for us, my third is you got to dream dream. with your team. The balanced leader dreams with his team, casts big vision for what God could do, and then in uh, the Jim Collins puts the right people in the right seat on the bus, gets the right people on the bus, and then puts them in the right seat, all with unique gifts. First Corinthians 12, Romans chapter 12, leveraging the unique gifts of God's people. Uh, The table formation at uh, Bethlehem, La Mesa, we're going to talk about that, the La Mesa formation. Pretty much any new thing you do, you better dream with your team or you are doomed for failure. You're going to lean into control and you're the guy. And my my goodness, there's so much anxiety as placed upon you. But there's a lightness when it's based on the team. Little Timmy. Uh, so point number six.
0: Yeah, my little my janky. third, number six, a little Jakey. Ministry won't always be roses and rainbows, right? Coming out of college in 2005, I was ready to go. I mean, I was sent here to Christ Greenfield. Life was good. Church was growing. Members were great. Um, People loved me, or at least they said that <laughs> to my face. You know, Um, they dropped their kids off at youth group. It was just great. No one could do wrong. But boy, I mean, I was wrong, right? People are crazy, and I am too. I mean, you think about it. People don't always read your emails. You're trying to produce different newsletters and stuff people make mistakes. Uh, people don't always forgive you. Relationships are tough. And I wasn't really prepared to know that um, not all of life is roses and rainbows. And so before long, uh, ministry came, ministry hit, and people let me down. I let people down. And I realized, though, that um, God could rebuild uh, that life as people would walk together. But, uh, but don't be um, afraid of that, Um, But knowing that as you move into leadership and I'm speaking to younger leaders here where it starts out good and there's like this honeymoon phase and everything's clicking along. But before you know it, people are people. It's it really depends on how you react to what they're saying, not being anxious about it, not being controlling about it, as we've already said. And so ministry of leaders, um, it it won't always be roses and rainbows. So if you're in a sweet spot of leadership, though, I mean, enjoy that, savor that, Mm -hmm. um, try to stay put in that, give thanks for that. And um, go into the lives of other leaders that are really struggling. And, and pr- I pray that you would help coach them and mentor them. Take them to coffee. I mean, it can make a world of difference. And if you're at a tough spot, hold on. God is faithful to provide all you need when you need it. And God can turn your, his situa- your situation ra- around in his timing yeah. um, to make weeds and clouds to roses and rainbows. I like that. Yeah, that was good.
1: <laughs> Your test turns into a testimony. Yes, by that's the good. grace, By the grace of Praise God. Praise Jesus. Way to go, little Jakey. All right. Little Timmy, maintain relational balance, maintain relational balance. When the table started, we were working with the working poor and homeless. And I remember coming home the first night of the table and befriending, hearing the story of folks that were sleeping on streets that night. Cold temperature started in January and just being rocked, man. I mean, tears and wishing I got to do something And I remember some wise mentors taking young little 26-year-old Timmy, new Pastor Timmy, saying, one, you can't be God. You have to release uh, these folks to to God's care. But two, it doesn't mean you just disconnect and kind of wash your hands off from that relationship or just kind of dismiss the pain and the hurt. Uh, It has to hurt a little bit. There's there's some brokenness, but you need to learn from them and find community with them. So maintain relational balance means I'm not God, but I need community and love and support uh, just as they do. And our needs are exactly the same. Uh, We need the love of Jesus. We need community. So little Timmy, maintain a relationship. Relational balance. Little Jakey, number eight. All right, number eight, Sabbath saves your heart. I remember sitting just really broken
0: at one point, kind of having a bad Sabbath routine. And a a mentor of mine um, pointed me to one of the Psalms that said, uh, Guard your heart, it's the wellspring of life. And so, what's your Sabbath? Literally, it means rest. Um, this is for anyone, even a non-Christian needs rest, right? We all need rest. It's in the DNA of who we are. God rested on the seventh day. You ever go on a vacation, right? And you get back from the vacation. You're like, I need a vacation from my vacation. You know, that, that's no vacation at all. Right. I mean, kids were crazy. It was travel. It was crazy or whatever. But how well do you rest not only on vacations, but week in and week out? And so if you're in the business world, I know it's tough. And we have, we went from Blackberries to iPhones, and emails galore, and there's a lot on your shoulders. But I guarantee, for the long haul, if you take a, a 24-hour period, uh, that's what I needed to hear uh, 10 years ago. It'll save your heart. It'll it'll help you realize you're not God. You're not in control. This kind of thing in the world can go on without you. You could yeah. die tomorrow, and it would be gone. Hmm. So save your heart by taking that Sabbath, and I guarantee it will help you in the
1: long run be a better leader. So
0: that's number eight, little Timmy. What do you got for number
1: nine? Number nine, ruthlessly. Monitor your spiritual rhythms. Yeah, kind of goes along with that. Definitely. Ruthlessly monitor your daily spiritual rhythms. Four things that are so key for me, little Timmy, a little 26-year-old Timmy. Uh, f- four things. Wake up in the morning with a daily affirmation from God. Rest in your identity. You know, your feet hit the floor prayer. This is a good day. God, you're going to do amazing things today. I can't wait for you to show up and show off, Jesus. Okay. Uh, be be present here, and then you immediately move uh, to water. Drink lots of water. We live in the stinking desert. I go to the yeah. bathroom first, but yeah, whatever. Okay, you can yeah, do that. Make the sound of the cross, Actually, go Okay, drink I'm, some I'm skipping some things. All right, let's uh, go, let's go. <laughs> get, get some water and then go and uh, start doing your push-ups and planks. Get the body moving a little bit. And while you're doing that, get a podcast going. But read God's time. word. Listen to lead time. Listen to lead time. Yes. Uh, so do something physically and uh, fitness focused, and then uh, and then put positive content in your head to start your morning own your morning own your day own your morning own your day and your spiritual rhythms are so so key that's my last one they're little timmy for you do those five things You will find life Life. and little Jakey. Yes. What does he need to hear? Last one. Number
0: 10, little Jakey needs to hear accountability is your friend, right? When you get out of college, you think, man, the world's my oyster. I can do no wrong. It's all good. New apartment, new life, Uh, maybe dating and stuff like that. New leadership position at an early age. And there's a lot to handle there. And you you, sometimes, as we said already, you put on a facade that you got it all together. Um, But I'm praying for you as young leaders or or seasoned leaders that don't have this in check. Need a reset. You need to reset. You need to uh, surrender your life, not to just anyone, but certain people, usually maybe outside of the organization. Yes. And I'm talking personally here. Yes, you have accountability is your friend with your your boss. You know, they have boundaries for you that you want clarity on what you're doing and how you're a part of it. But think about someone in your life. If you don't have this, that can keep you accountable. And so I know, Tim, you have this. I have that. And kind of I sit with someone for about an hour of our coffee once a week, in general, and ask three questions. And he, and I give him their rights. It's is important. You surrender those rights to say, I need you to ask me these questions and That's hold right. me accountable. So it's something like this: How is your family life? Are you spending time with your wife? Are you dating your wife? So family life. Um, the second one: How's your work life? You know, are you being challenged there? Um, is there a move or are you good there? Is there a different position? Is there something more you need? um, or less. Um, and then third, especially for, um, just leaders so that you could go to the long haul, what temptations are are getting you? I mean, what do you need to surrender over to God be forgiven for? Hmm. Because if you're a good leader, especially in the church, Satan is working to take you down right. and we don't want that to, to, um, be that case. So reach out to someone accountability, accountability <laughs> is your friend.
1: So Absolutely. yeah, thanks Jake. Um, you know, we can't, Take 10 tips. There's one thing. I remember City Slickers. Remember that movie? The one thing. What is the one thing you would tell your younger self after having heard all these words of wisdom as he continues to mature as a follower of Jesus and as a leader? Yeah. Focus on the little
0: things each and every day, Mm. and it'll add up to the most important things in the long haul. And as you're about to tell us, that most important thing is Jesus and your relationship with him, but it's these small little things you're doing every day, day by day right. that adds up to the long haul. Cause really life is a gift and any day it could be taken for us. Um, so make sure you focus on those important things in life, which would be faith and family and friends and, and serving yeah. others.
1: Yeah. For Tim, me, what do you got? Yeah. yeah Pull this out. For me, it's uh, leaders are learners. So never stop little Timmy, never stop learning. Never start being curious, asking questions, surrounding yourself with good people. Leaders, leaders are learners. Well, that's the end of Lead Time. What a joy to have that you with us awesome. today. Uh, please give us a review and let us know what you liked or yes. didn't like. Be sensitive or sensitive yes. about our first episode. We're going to be releasing a podcast a week on Mondays. Next week, we're going to be interviewing uh, Christ Greenfield Lutheran Church and Schools Director of Finance and Operations, Jack Kalberg. Now, you may know Jack if you're in the Christ Greenfield community as one thing. Maybe he's maybe a drummer with some crazy Maybe faces. he's a crazy drummer or he just deals with money. But Jack's story is money very. And it's cool to see how God prepared him to step into the role that he has at Christ Greenfield. We will be talking specifically about the power of execution, power of execution in an organization. I uh, can't wait to have you with us next time on Lead Time. Peace. All right. See you later.
0: You have been listening to Lead Time with Pastors Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org backslash lead time. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Monday for another episode.